Okay, I asked Ian this question the other day. What's really big with teens and like these 20-somethings? Is it TikTok? Is it Snapchat? Or is it Instagram? Okay, Ian told me that it's all of the above. So I did some research. 33% say that TikTok is their favorite social media app and surpassing Snapchat. Oh my gosh, for the first time. But Instagram, this is really interesting to me, that has the most engagement. So they go on TikTok, they go on Snapchat, but they're really hanging out on Instagram. And where's Facebook? Guess what? Facebook <laughs> is dead. You know, and just now when I was thinking about this, I thought it occurred to me, if a woman marries a man with grandkids, does she become a Instagram? <laughs> oh, yes. And you see, ladies and gentlemen, just an example of all the fun that we have here on Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. And just a quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so this way more people can find us. And then also Get The Current. That's right. Head over to getthecurrent.com. And that's the newsletter. If you love Tech Refresh, you're going to love The Current. And again, it's free. And you can see a sample. You can sign up right now over at getthecurrent.com. All right. Joining me in this podcast with Tech Refresh, as always, is our amazing content queen. There's Allie Selgman. Allie, what do you have for us this week? I am going to tell you about how data brokers went after members of Congress, those shady data brokers, and a big milestone in Bitcoin. Ooh. And then, of course, we have Ben Bradley. He's our trusty news director and bonafide geek of the week. And what do you have coming well, up, a Ben? A tip on how you, you'll never forget your Apple stuff ever again, and a security tip later on about some more bad uh, Android apps making the rounds that steals all your banking details. Oh, that's always doing that. And of course, we have our magnificent millennial, Matthew. What pearls of wisdom will you be sharing? We'll be talking about the Internet's outrage over a new electric vehicle, as well as why the Internet is also mad at a big celebrity. And we'll tell you why. Mm, boy, that's going to keep us here. <laughs> All right. Let's get this party started with the news. These are important tech developments to keep you in the know. Oh, and just a quick reminder, I have the most incredible joke at the end. You're going to be <laughs> laughing for at least four or five days. And we're going to start the news with Elon Musk. Okay, Elon Musk wants to own Twitter. He came out and he said, I want to start my own social media. And in case you don't know a lot about Elon Musk, because somebody asked me this the other day, like, how old is he? How did he get all of his money? Elon Musk is 50 years old, and he's worth about, well, he's worth more than all of us combined. <laughs> he's worth, and every listener, by the way, um, <laughs> $260 billion. Okay. So how did he get so much freaking money? Okay. He started his first company, we're all going to feel like losers, called Zip2 at the age of 23. And he sold it to Compact Computer, remember them, for $307 million. Um, he went on to co-found PayPal. Yes. Uh, he was the largest shareholder and he sold it to eBay for $1.5 billion in 2002. Uh, Tesla got $465 million from the U.S. Department of Energy. They paid all that back. He also founded SpaceX, uh, and then they got contracts with NASA, and then he has more companies. He got a billion dollars from Google for SpaceX. Um, and here's a little fun fact for you. You can use this to impress your family members and friends. As a kid, Elon Musk taught himself to code. He sold his first game when he was about 14 years old, uh, called Blastar. 
were about five hundred dollars. What? Okay. <laughs> so, okay, he's been making money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when the rest of us were playing video games. Okay, just saying. <laughs> All right. So it's the biggest about face in modern tech history. Elon Musk tweets these negative messages about Twitter. He becomes the largest single shareholder. And then they bring him on the board of directors. And then 36 hours later, he resigns from the board of directors. And he says, uh, is Twitter, quote unquote, dying? So what's really going on? Okay. Elon Musk is going to do a hostile takeover of Twitter. Okay. Now he's on the board. He couldn't buy all the shares that he wants. And now that he is off the board, he can buy the entire remaining 91% of Twitter if he really wants to. Uh, any predictions? Is he going to take over? What do you guys think? I think he, I think he probably will. He only the needs, signs are there. He only needs 51%. He doesn't even need the whole 100%. If he gets to 51% of the company, then it's his. We know he's got the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's exactly. I mean, anytime you sell something, you want to pre-qualify that person. I think he's pre-qualified. <laughs> All right, Allie, tell us what's going on with Congress. Okay, here is a phrase I never thought I would say on this podcast. Ted Cruz, erotic fan fiction. <laughs> what? Yes. Okay. Okay. Wait, say that again. Ted Cruz, erotic, erotic fan, fan fiction. fiction. Yes. Okay. Let me back up. You probably know John Oliver. He's the host of Last Week Tonight. And he recently revealed that he paid data brokers, those shady companies that we always warn you about that gather and compile all your personal information. He paid them to find details on what politicians are searching for and looking at online. Okay. I know you're wondering Ted Cruz erotic fan fiction. Hold on. I know I'm still I'm still picturing <laughs> I'm that. It's like to. I can't get that off of my yes. It's not good, but stick with me. Okay. We have talked about how data brokers, they divide people up into segments, right? So you've got older people with medical ailments, moms who like wine, dads who like to golf, whatever. And these groups can get pretty specific. And John Oliver, he paid for the data of people who met a few specific traits and traits that apparently a lot of congressmen have in common. So men 45 and older who had either gone to websites or searched for terms around divorce, massage, hair loss, midlife crisis, <laughs> and who had been online within five miles of the U.S. Capitol. So he paid these data brokers to set up online ads, including one that offered, yes, we finally got there, Ted Cruz erotic fan fiction. Which, by the way, we are not picking on any political party. Just no, wanted, no. We're just reporting the facts. Exactly. That's this exactly is reporting the news, doing. erotic fan fiction. <laughs> so they use these ads to lure people to websites to gather their data, which is actually really simple because when you agree to those third-party tracking cookies, the sites can see where you go, what you do, what you click on, what you search. And we have warned you before that can create a really vivid picture of who you are. And so John Oliver says he didn't reveal who specifically he had data on, but he did say that the data brokers were able to identify specific lawmakers and give him all of their search history and the things that they had looked Oof. at online. Gosh. So now he's using this, I don't know a better word for it. He's using this to blackmail uh, these members of Congress into passing laws that make sharing information like this illegal. <laughs> Use the word encourage. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Strongly yes, encourage. I, I Strongly like that, Ben. Encourage. Yeah, Ben, that's good. <laughs> encourage. We're just encouraging you. Now, if this whole thing freaks you out, uh, you're very much not alone. Over on commando.com, we write about this stuff all the time. We've got directions to stop apps from tracking all your data, to opt out of ad personalization. This stops some of the tracking. It can't stop it entirely. But you can also use a privacy-focused search engine, DuckDuckGo, and Start PagerGood. And this can really significantly cut down on, you know, how many different things can see what you do and where you go online. Could you just imagine that phone oh, call? Oh, my gosh. Ted Cruz's office. <laughs> Ted? Uh... Um, we're not sure if you heard. 
But can I read it? Hey, that's, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, you know, and apparently there's a there's a bipartisan agreement in Congress about medical marijuana and that it should be allowed for the purpose of relieving arthritic pain, arthritis pain. Um, in other words, there's joint support for joint support <laughs> for joint support. That's good. Kim. That's a good one. Yeah. All the car companies are trying to get into the electric car business. It is blowing up. Well, Lexus just announced their brand new all-electric Lexus. And immediately after they put some pictures online and leaked some pictures, um, the internet was not too happy. So a little while back, Tesla um, announced their Tesla s Plaid, which has a yoke instead of a steering wheel. So it is uh, basically a bicycle um, steering. So... And people did not like that. And so when Lexus just announced those pictures, there was a lot of pushback. And now I just read recently that there, it looks like they're going to be redesigning the steering wheel because they haven't officially announced it. Ooh. And so when it is announced on April 20th, there are some rumors that they have changed the steering wheel just because of the public's reaction to those online pictures. That's another meeting I would love to yeah. have yeah. heard yeah. about. Did you guys yeah. see this? It's like the know. Sonic thing all over again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it, it's interesting because so many cars, right, are now going electric. And then, you know, what do we do? We really need a steering wheel if it's self-driving. And, you know, Buzz Lightyear was seen at the Lexus dealership actually looking at the car because he wanted to go beyond. And <laughs> oh, I know. They're getting bad. They are so bad. We started with the joint one. On so we were on top of the mountain. <laughs> I know, I know. Somebody going to have to pass the baton to somebody else, okay? All right, stay right where you are because coming right up, we have some insider secrets and tips that you don't want to miss and make you sound so smart when you're on those Zoom calls and when you're with your family members and friends. And don't forget, later on the podcast, Ben has an amazing security tip that you don't want to miss. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's a really good fun podcast about all things digital. And if you haven't already, make sure you get The Current. Where do you get it? Oh, we make it easy. Head over to getthecurrent.com. Yes, it comes out on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And it's, it's kind of like the email version of Tech Refresh. Exclusive links and news and tips. And once again, it's free over at getthecurrent.com. And so we have some really great tips for you. Like, for example... Would you ever like to send an email that self-destructs after the person reads it or one that maybe the person that you send it to, they can't forward it, they can't copy it, they can't print it, right? Well, there are these Mission Impossible-like features. I wish we had that music <laughs> uh, built right into Gmail. So like, for example, when you're writing an email in the browser, just hit that confidential mode button. It's the padlock with a clock. And then you can set the email to erase itself any day, any week, any month, in three months, and five years. You can also require a text passcode to open the email. And when the expiration date arrives, the email's text will disappear, but the subject still hangs out in their inbox. Uh, just remember, confidential mode only works between two Gmail addresses, and it's not foolproof, right? I mean, anybody can, what, capture the screen? And there goes yeah. the whole Mission Impossible <laughs> right yeah. down the drain. And Ted Cruz's erotic <laughs> fan <leaked>. fiction. <laughs> Just leaked. All right. Uh, ben, left behind alerts. Now, you do this all the time, oh, right? Oh, yeah. well, you only have to do it once. So, because, you know what? Breaking news, Apple stuff isn't exactly cheap. Right? <laughs> right? What? You don't want to lose it. Okay, so 
No. Well, you know, they've had the Find My app for years where, you know, you can log into the Find My app or iCloud and see the last known location of, you know, your phone or iPad. Well, with iOS 15, they kind of built upon that with these new, uh, uh, let me see, left behind alerts is actually what they're called. And they're basically push notifications letting you know when you forgot something. So... Matt is so excited. Yeah, yeah. Very at attention. Particularly <laughs> handy when you know you're what? traveling. So probably some people are going to want to put them on their kids. <laughs> yes, you know, exactly. like left oh, behind. Oh man, I did it again. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> my wife and I were on a trip a couple of weeks ago. And we were staying at a vacation rental. One day we decided to take a walk. We left and you know started walking around the block, and I got like three push notifications. It's like you left your AirPods behind. You left your iPad behind. It's like okay, well because that wasn't a known location, so it just thinks I left them. You know. So it can be air tags, it can be AirPods, it can be your iPad, your Mac, all this newer stuff that Apple has, it already has that functionality built in that is already in Find nice. My, and all you have to do is turn on those left behind alerts. So That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, that is really, you know what, that's a great tip. That really is, Ben. I mean, so so this way, you know, if you do leave them behind, that you get a notification like, oh, crap, I better yeah, go get them. it says them. you left it behind, here's the last known location. You know, tap a button, it'll even give you directions to go back. So, Oh, that's cool. I just yeah. checked my pockets to make sure my AirPods were there because I was thinking about it. So I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, I was in the Apple store last night. No joke. <laughs> There's no joke here. I really was in the Apple store last night because um, Barry dropped his, you know, oh, iPhone. Barry. And we needed to get a new one. And they were so nice. Uh, $1,400 mm, later. Mm-hmm. Um and then, but what's really interesting that before I came down to do the podcast is that he's, he looks at me and he's like, okay, the case doesn't fit. And I'm like, what do you mean the case doesn't fit? He goes, the case that the Apple guy gave me doesn't fit on the phone. And sure enough, and I'm like, oh, no, something like, oh, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, sure enough, the case doesn't fit on the phone. So I guess there's a tip there that when you are at the Apple store and they give you something, you might want to make sure that Bummer. it actually fits. Double check. Because they don't. They don't know everything. That's a great tip. Um, you know, a friend told me that he lost his rifle and the Army charged him $185. You know, that's why in the Navy, the captain goes down with the <laughs> ship. That's why. Okay. Allie, you're going to talk to us about YouTube. Yes. I'm one of those people that uses YouTube to learn how to do any kind of like household chore or task or thing I don't know how to do. I use YouTube a lot for that kind of stuff. Um, it's how I learned to change windshield wiper blades which I can do. Ooh. Thank you very much. Well, look at you. Uh, it's how I learned how to clear all the gross stuff out of the bathtub drain. I'm sorry. I know that's really gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and how I learned how to restring the yard trimmer, the weed eater. Oh, yeah. Which oh, I'm really gosh. proud of. Allie, and you did that without bringing a nail? I, I sure did. <laughs> and I used YouTube. And here is how I did it. So there are so many tutorial videos, and it's hard to know, like, what's going to work for me? And it sucks when you're, you know, five, ten minutes into a video and realize, this is the wrong model, yeah. or they don't actually answer my question, whatever. So what I do when I'm trying to figure out how to do something, I go right away, I click that little gear icon, and I change it to two times speed. And so I watch the video through one time really quickly and see, okay, is this actually what I want? If it's not, I know pretty fast, I can get out of there, mm. find the right one. And then when I'm actually ready to do whatever the thing is, like, you know, restring the weed eater, I'm not good <laughs> enough at these things to do it in real time following along, right? Right. So then I put it at 0.5 times speed. It's like the one good use for watching a video in slow-mo. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just like, what is happening? Okay, but meanwhile, Allie, your brain's going like, wait, <laughs> I have to think really fast. <laughs> yes, exactly. And now I'm like, 
what am What's I happening? doing? But it is so much better than having to just pause constantly if you keep it slower. So that's my little trick. Watch it quickly first to see if it's the right video for you and then slow it down if you want to follow along. It's easy, it's simple, and it actually saves me a lot of time because I'm not watching, you know, 30 minutes yeah. of people restringing and, you know, the wrong weed eater. And, and don't forget the transcripts. Those, Those are, are great. Oh, yeah. yes. yes. Those are really handy. I love transcripts because then you can just look at it, you can copy them, you can paste them, you can print them out, whatever you need. And, you know, what is a YouTuber's side gig? Anybody? Hmm. Anybody? Uber. Yes. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Matt, this is a great site for anybody with kids. Yeah. Phenomenal. I saw this and I just thought it was the coolest thing. Kids make a lot of drawings, right? They'll bring you a drawing of a dinosaur or mommy or what <laughs> have you, right? So I found this site while I was just scrolling on TikTok and it seems so cool to me that when I went and hung up my family, I used it. What this site is, is it allows you to take those pictures, upload them into this site and then it will animate those pictures for you. So you can That's animate so cool. your kids or grandkids' photos. And it has templates in, within it. So it has little templates within this site that allow you to animate them doing jumping jacks or running or giving a high five or anything that you kind of want. There's hundreds of them. Now, this site is called Meta Demo Land, which I know it's hard to remember. So there is an article over on commando.com <laughs> you can go check out. Much easier to find that link. Now, um, one of these things that I find really fascinating is that you can then um, download them from this site and you can send them as gifts in texts or in emails. Oh, nice. So you can take these images and, and add them to special messages to family members. Oh, I love oh, that. That is so great. It's That's really so cute. cute. I'm going to have to try that with my nephew. Yeah. Because, well, my niece, and we all make fun of it because she's, you know, she's a millennial. Okay, and every day I get another photo of Owen. I mean, every day there's a post picture of Owen. And he's cute and still, but I mean, he's like two and a half. I mean, it's getting old. I mean, every day I get a picture of Owen. All right, it's time now for our trivia game here on Tech Refresh. And I have a piece of trivia for you. What is the origin of the word spam in the context of talking about email? Where did that word come from? Was it before the food, or did the food come Yeah, I'm going to say the, the fake ham. I'm just going for it. So. Yeah. That's, been, that's been around a while. Yeah, uh, the... Well, you know, you're kind of right, almost. It was from a Monty Python skit oh. from the Spam-a-lot. 70s. Yes. <gasps> At which, uh, they're in a cafe with the Vikings, and it has cross-dressing hostesses <laughs> who repeat, spam, 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 spam. <laughs> that's where it came from. Oh. Now you know. Okay, Matt, so you're going to try to stump us this week with trivia. And then you're, I bet you it's going to be tough because I always say whenever we play trivia at the company, I'm always like, I want to be on Matt's team. Yes, I'm very good at trivia. But I, I think I might have you guys stumped on this one because it's kind of a brain teaser. Well, eh, you'll, you'll see. So YouTube has been around for quite a while, as you just talked about. You, people use YouTube for a ton of things. But YouTube started back in 2005, right? It started with a single video of one of the co-founders of YouTube posting a video of himself at the zoo. And the video was just titled, Me at the Zoo. This was posted in 2005. Now, the company was launched in November of 2005. Which month in 2005 was this video uploaded to YouTube? Oh, okay. this a, is tough. February. B, May. C, November. Or D, December. 
All right. What do you say, Ben? I'm going to go with February. Okay. I'm going May. I'm feeling May. I feel good I'm about feeling May. like, I, you know why? Because February is cold at the zoo. Yeah. And, and, and I'm, oh, so yeah, that's true. If you're going to the Phoenix Zoo. <laughs> yeah, the only time to go is that. Yes, exactly. Um, but I'm going to go with May. So you have two Mays and one Feb. Well, I only stumped one, yeah, but I did at least stump one. Of it. it was May of 2005. So a few months before the site even launched, he uploaded this video of himself standing in front of an elephant enclosure, just looking around the, the zoo. It's a bad video. It's a really yeah. bad video. It has <laughs> millions and millions. I believe it's like 40 million yeah. views or something like that. Yeah. But it's it's the longest video, and it was uploaded five months before YouTube even existed, technically. What, what is the – I don't think it's Baby Shark. What is the number one all-time biggest YouTube video? Oh, I just did this on trivia. Like, it's not Baby Shark. I don't know what took <laughs> place because that got like 10 billion views or something. It's, it's, it's music. It's a music um, video. It's a music video. It's not Gangnam Style, but it's... It's not Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style is not even the top three anymore. Oh. I'll have to look that up. I, I know I know this one, but Maybe it's... Maybe it's, it's Bieber. Uh, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think it's Bieber either. I think it might be, um, oh, the South Korean K-pop band. Oh. Uh... Well, BTS. Well, you know what? We'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to we'll find it. You know, because you know, I'm just wondering, like, if I ever, you know, launch that singing career. Oh yeah, that sure. I, I, I need to, like, you know, what I need to aspire. Yeah. To get hundreds to. of millions. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. All right. So this is Tech Refresh, and of course, we're gonna be right back because Matt is our dedicated internet scout, and he's gonna tell us what we need to know about what's happening on the internet, and then our crypto gal Allie is gonna be talking to us about Bitcoin. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh, it's your weekly fun podcast about all things digital. And as always, Ali, Ben, and Matt are here to not only, you know, teach you things, but make you smile and laugh along the way with me. And so, Matt, what is going on on the internet? What is everybody talking about? The internet is constantly angry at celebrities for something. That is what the internet basically is nowadays, I think. So <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I saw this on Instagram or uh, TikTok, Instagram and uh, Facebook that everyone was really mad at Chris Pratt. And at first I didn't quite understand what was going on. And then I kind of went into some of the comments and tried to figure out what people were mad about. So it all kind of stems back to a few things. One, he is a um, he's in something that some people might consider to be a little interesting. I don't use this word culty maybe um he's in a group that's that's relatively strange with their beliefs and he's very uh, fervent about it as well as a post that he made wait i'm sorry what is the group i mean or what do they believe um it's, it's like a religious thing yeah it's mm. like a, it's like a it's it's a form of of christianity but it's very devout and like strict and oh okay yeah Anyway, that was one of the things, but the biggest thing that the internet was upset about was that he had made a post about his second child being a, quote, healthy child after his first child was born with some complications and has um, some mental problems, right? Mm. And so the internet thought that he was making this post basically saying that because his wife, his first wife, didn't give him a, quote, healthy child that he now got his, quote, healthy child. So everybody's very mad you know, about that. You know what they call that, Matt? It's they, they don't say mental issues. They call it intellectually deficient. Ah, hey, well, you know. Because nobody's allowed to use the R word anymore. Even millennials can be not PC sometimes. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. We all just learned something. Thanks, Kim. Yeah. You know, intellectually deficient. That healthy child thing, 
I think that's what people just say when they have a baby. I'm so happy that my baby is happy and healthy. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a little. Unless they put like healthy in italics or <laughs> something. Healthy, more. unlike the other one. I don't think that's what happened. I think one of the other reasons that the internet is kind of losing their mind is because most of the time when they go after somebody, they're able to cancel him. And that's been pretty much the opposite of what's happened to Chris Pratt mm. because now he's been cast as Mario in the upcoming Mario uh, movie, as Garfield in the upcoming Garfield movie. He's also in a ton of movies at the end of the year, Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange. He's going to be in all those movies. So even after all the online controversy, it didn't really impact his career at all. Can we talk about how this like blonde man is Mario? Yeah. This, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> this like buff blonde dude? Yeah, I think yes. he's from like Ohio or something. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's Mario. That works. Yeah. Danny DeVito. It should that's be. Who should be. Yes. yes. That's who I think. You know, and, you know, they were talking about Chris Pratt on the news and all these movies and everything that he has going on. Uh, true story. And Barry said to me, you know, it's really sad. And I said, what's really sad? He said that someone could name their kid Crisp Rat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it's Chris Pratt. Crisp Rat. And it's not Chris Rat. <laughs> Crisp Rat. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. All right. So Allie does a lot in crypto land. So we have bestowed upon you another title. Aside from the amazing content queen, you are now our crypto gal. And what's going on in Bitcoin? Oh, man. Okay. Pop quiz. How much is one Bitcoin worth right now? Does anyone know? Ben, uh, don't look at my notes. Uh, Dark in here anyway. $50,000. Okay. Trying to go high. Good guess. 56, I mean 46,000? Okay. 47,000? Ben, do you have a guess? Go 40. Yeah, 41,377 right now. We were high. Uh, Yes. And how many Bitcoin are there? Well, just over 19 million. That is a noteworthy number because that 19 million mark means 90% of the total supply of Bitcoin has been mined. So like gold, there's a fixed supply of Bitcoin. It's not hmm. like U.S. dollars where the government can just make more money. Yeah, at they any just time. print more. Yeah. We, we need more money. We'll just print that. Exactly. There can only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. So there's just 2 million left to go. Does that mean once the final Bitcoin is mined that there will be 21 million in circulation? No, because the recent estimate shows there's about 3 to 4 million Bitcoin that are lost Forever. Just lost? Yeah. Um, what do you mean they're lost? Yeah. Well, it's impossible to know exactly how many are lost, but think about these stories. We've talked about them before. Oh, Somebody who yeah. puts their password. Exactly. Yes. You put your Bitcoin on some encrypted drive. You don't know how to get it. Well, it's lost. You can never actually recover it. So it's just gone. So like I said, we're at 90% of Bitcoin mined. About 900 new Bitcoin are mined each day. At the current pace, the final one will be mined in 2140. So we what? got some time Wait, to what? go. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It'll take a long time. Now, if you are wondering if you can still make money mining Bitcoin, just you, regular, you know, Joe or Jane at home, uh, no, you should skip it. And here's why. You'd have to spend thousands of dollars on the right equipment. You'd have to spend a ton of money and electricity to actually mine the stuff. And even after all that, you probably won't get lucky enough to even get a single one. Well, that's wow. disappointing. I know. We got into that. Yeah, we missed the boat. All, Maybe if we I could mean, time travel, right? Yeah, We'd all right? go back and do it. Well, you know, deep thought. You can find gold and all this other stuff in space. What if we just haven't found space Bitcoin? Space oh. Bitcoin. That's a, uh-huh. Yep. Call Here's Elon. <laughs> yes, that's right. Oh, I have a pro tip about Bitcoin, Okay. by the way. Okay. It's not a hot girl in a bikini who says, you are my man. You're it. I love you forever and ever. I love you long time. 
All right. Coming up, we have Ben, our trusty news director, with a really important security tip. Oh, and that joke that's going to make you laugh from here to next week on Tech Refresh. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. If you notice, we don't have any real sponsors. Hmm, why is that? Because we need more listeners. And so if you are listening to Tech Refresh and if you laughed or learned at least one thing, I fully expect you. And Allie, you do too, right? Absolutely. Get on it. And Ben, yes. Yeah, and Matt, you're on board? Oh, yeah? Okay. We fully expect you to stand on the corner and spin the sign. Oh, it says, I didn't get know Tech agreeing. Refresh. <laughs> okay, maybe that's a little much. Okay. <laughs> Wherever you hang out on social, make sure that you share this podcast and that you tell your family and friends about it because that's really important. As is our security tip with Ben, our trusty news director. Tell us what we need to know, Ben. Yeah, listen up particularly if you have an Android because yet another bad batch of apps with malware that steals your stuff. So it's another you know example of the tight ship Google runs over there. But <laughs> you know, cybersecurity researchers from this case in uh, Threat Fabric found malware that's called Octo in this most recent case, seven apps. Pretty bad stuff. It can make you think your phone is off by disabling all the notifications and turning your screen brightness all the way down <gasps> to, to oh zero. Sketchy. Oh. So, yeah, it's uh, from there, they can, uh, the hackers could remote access your phone, read your texts, uh, send texts, and uh, steal your login credentials for bank, social media, whatever else. And, yeah, that's through a keylogger. Like I said, seven apps uh, that they know of, names like Fast Cleaner 2021, Ooh. Pocket Screencaster, Post Bank Security, kind of, you know, the, the generic names, maybe with the fun logo, who knows. But uh, they've all been disabled and removed. But, you know, if you've downloaded it before, you really need to check, delete it. We've got all the instructions, all the whole list at commando.com with how to search your phone and, you know, get them off of there. And this is only a few days after the last batch, which uh, th this was Octo malware. Last week we had... Uh, kind of a resurgence of shark bots Ooh, coming geez. to a theater near you. No, it's the actual <laughs> name of it. Also steals banking credentials, and it can it do all that stuff I mentioned before, and it can actually transfer funds from your banking oh, to there. So, no. Yeah. Okay, Again. so, you know, I so I think one thing, Ben, that we didn't tell them, everybody, is how do you get this? How do you get these malicious apps on your phone anyway, right? You go to the Google Play Store, and then you think you're downloading something great. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, but how do you really know that it's not legit? You look at the reviews. You Google the name of the app. Right. Yes. Right. Review. Well, reviews can be misleading. We That's know, true. But yes, definitely Google. Look at the reviews. I mean, look for stuff that you don't need. And wow, that's very generic. You know, bright flashlight. You already have that. You know, things like that. Fun antivirus. You don't need. You know, <laughs> they're going to run out of names so, at some point, and they're just going to be like, "This is totally not malware app," and you're going to be like, "Oh, well, okay." <laughs> It does seem like those cleaner apps. Yeah, those are a yes. big one. Um, yeah, so be and very the battery, careful. The battery apps too. Mm -hmm. like battery apps, PDF apps. I mean, yeah, photo cleanup. Uh, there's a, there are a lot of bad ones out there. So, so make sure that you check your phone. And Ben, what's the name of the article? What did they search for at the site to really find this particular list? Banking malware is in the headline. So Android banking malware. That should bring up both of those recent articles, both about Octo and Sharkbot. Perfect. Sharkbot, one word. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Prepare to laugh. Are you, are you guys ready? So are ready. You ready? Okay. Also need this okay. laugh. Now, it's kind of a long joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're going to have to listen up very closely. Sorry, Allie, you can't speed me up two times. <laughs> I was going to do that. Okay. 
All right. It's a big night for this robot family. And not only are all three of his sons, XR573, going to be over for dinner for the first time in years, but all three have brand new fiancés. So XR573 and his wife, Z7, are both really excited to see the kids and learn all about the new wives-to-be. So they're sitting there at the dinner table, you know, sipping oil soup. <laughs> XR573 looks at his eldest son, 453WX, and says, so tell me about your new wife-to-be. And the son beams with pride. He says, Dad, I'm so excited. She's kind. She's generous. She has a state-of-the-art processing capability. And get this, she's made of stainless steel. So XR573 is wife. There's like, oh, wow, stainless steel. That's incredible. Well done, son. We can't wait to meet her. XR573 then turns to his middle son, Q79, and says, what about you? Tell me about your robot wife-to-be. Well, Q79 smiles smugly and says, oh, I got my brother beat because not only does she incorporate experimental semiconductors and wireless satellite networking, she just happens to be made out of titanium. Oh, the dad says, that's amazing. Hot damn. I'm impressed. Think of the incredible kids that you can fabricate together. See, I told you it's a long joke. Okay, wait. <laughs> uh, XR573 then turns to his youngest son, who's always been a bit of a renegade. And he says, well... D78902, you've been quiet. Tell us about your robot wife-to-be. And D78902 holds his head up proudly and says, Dad, she may not be made of space-age materials, but I love her very much. We have a lot in common. She's made of iron. Oh, XR73 circuits practically fry upon here as he stands up. He slams the table and he yells as loud as his vocal processor could go. And he says, Iron, son! Why, she's no better than a common ore. <laughs> okay. Did not know where that was going. That was, okay. that was worth it. Yeah. That was, was worth, it worth yeah. it. Okay. The whole time I was thinking Elon Musk named all these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. No, that's X and Y. <laughs> all right. Sorry. I mean, you know, but think about this. If he ever loses them, he, it's like a math problem. <laughs> okay. That's it. We're going to solve X and Y. <laughs> Hey, thanks for joining us. Don't forget, uh, you can always rate, review. If you have any comments about the podcast, send them to podcasts at commando.com. That's podcast with an S at commando.com. Allie, Ben, and Matt, great job as always. And thanks for listening, and we'll see you again here next week. <laughs>